Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Fox Media Podcast Network. We're live, pal. Hey, we're live, pal. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the A-Side Live Chat at its normal time. I'm glad we can do this at a normal time after we've had to do Tuesday shows. Well, I've been here in Abu Dhabi. We've had to push back, I think, half an hour last week with Jade because media day ran late because Brian Ortega was sleeping. Uh, but we got a, we finally got a normal timed Wednesday episode of the A-Side Live Chat. I am, of course, Jose Jones at MMAfighting.com, your host. Joining me this week is my partner in crime, Alex Savas, and, of course, the producer, the man on the ones and twos, Casey Lydon. Casey, I guess I'll start with you because you put yourself on screen. How's life? Inglewood is good. It doesn't just rhyme. There you go. Alex, good. how's life in sunny California? Actually, today's the first cloudy day I've seen in probably since we moved here in April. And I'm I'm loving it. I'm living for this. Like I'm going back to Chicago in a few weeks and I actually really miss like fall weather. Yeah. Yeah, I You're actually telling. I actually had to close the windows today. I was like, ooh, yeah. it's a little chilly in the home. Yeah, I, like, I bet you guys could leave and go wherever you wanted. <laughs> one day, one day I'll get out of there. One day how, I will be free. How are you, sir? Oh, uh, we're going to get into it. Doing? We're going to, we are going to get into it this episode. Cause as I'm sure people will be like, Jose looks mentally broken. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> we're going to get into it because we have some fun stories about how this is a cursed Island that I am a cursed man on this island. It's kind of become a running joke with the media at this point, but we'll, we'll get into it for sure. But of course you can leave your questions on Twitter. Use hashtag the A side. You can leave it in the comment section on the YouTube page. You can leave a comment section on the site. We could talk about whatever you want fighting or not fighting related. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Jade was great last week. We're going to keep the train running this week. So Casey, what is our first question? Beep, bop, boop. First question. Doo, doo, doo. Oh, one moment. It's a big one. It's an important one. Mm. <laughs> from jessica nafik on twitter the crystal queen is jose's car okay let's just talk about it <laughs> i said i was going to talk about it so here I'll, I'll say it like this i came here to fight island five weeks ago correction i left arizona for let's not forget the colby covens and tyron woodley fight which seems like a year ago i was at that one too so i went from that fight right to fight island i came i left arizona with four sd cards um, I brought an Xbox to play in my room. Uh, I parked my car um, at the somewhere in Las Vegas, uh, the UFC uh, headquarters. They let me park there to leave so I won't have to pay uh, airport fees. And I le- came here with a working SIM card on my phone. And what do they all have in common? That's right. They're all broken. <laughs> Every single one. All of my SD cards have broken. Not 
like one of them is corrupted. Four of them are just the others are just physically broken. One of them got jammed in the camera and John Morgan of MMA junkie had to be like, he came over to help and he's like, dear God, like, I don't know how to fix this without breaking your camera. He's like, I've never seen this before in my life. I'm like, yeah, I know. It just happens to me. Uh, my Xbox, uh, power supply caught on fire on the first day because the voltage in the Abu Dhabi is too powerful for us. Uh, my phone overheated in the Abu Dhabi weather and my SIM card is now broken. Luckily I have Wi-Fi. Um, and someone hit my car <laughs> while i'm here and it has a flat tire because apparently a parked car just jumped out and scared them so don't know who did it but someone hit my car uh while i'm stuck over here found that out on fight night that's fun so yeah that's how my car is doing so yes i'm can't wait to get off fight island and away from this cursed land are they gonna have your car like fixed for you when you get back or how you getting home i I doubt it I asked if they could just fix the tire that's flat and then give me if they know who did it insurance information and then I can like fix it from that point on. But like everyone is so locked in with USC 254 fight week that like they don't – I saw a picture of it. It's just cosmetic damage but it was definitely hit by a car. Oh, let me, let me rephrase that. It was hit by two cars. I want two different cars hit my car. So that's – that is Jose's life right now. I feel like this isn't just an isolated incident, though. Like, oh, no. I feel like this kind of thing oh. happens to you a lot. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, literally everyone's like, this is just Jose. All the, like, everything breaks and everything gets lost. I saw Julia in the comments. Julia, if you could um, confirm what it's like, life with Jose. <laughs> She's like, I, I just text her. I'm like, I'm just going to, like, next, if I ever come back here, I'm bringing two of everything. Yeah. Like, luckily, I brought two cameras. Like, and it's not just me. Like Oscar of the Mac Life, his can his like microphone went out, so he has one of my mics. He has one of my XLR cords. He's given me a mem- an SD card because, again, all four physically broke, not corrupted, broke. So it's not like I can just fix them. Like I or in however you fix a corrupted SD card. So well, why don't you just go down uh, life to, like, goes on. Just go down to the local Circuit City or Best Buy or something. <laughs> Imagine if I could leave the bubble. And, and do that imagine if i if i could do that i would i would but i cannot unfortunately um when when we do the the beach press conferences which is very cool like a very cool setting uh so i i wish they did more like remember casey they used to do cool press conferences like cool spots a, a lot like i think the last one remember they they did the we none of us were at it but they did the masvidal diaz one on top of that roof but they used to do a lot of cool press conferences various spots and it reminds me of this but the problem with holding press conferences outside in abu dhabi is you have to use abu dhabi internet and it's outside in like 98 degree weather and computers don't don't really cooperate when they get overheated so fun times in fight island world but i digress so you're right everyone's like oh why is you why is your footage choppy why is this why is that I had an unbelievable upload speed of 0.02 the other day from the media room. <laughs> yeah, appreciate appreciate the round of applause. Crushing but it, crushing it. We're, we're we're working we're working through it. We're working through it. Well, um, thank you, Jessica, for the, the question and you know to really bring out the uh, the misery and Mr. <laughs> Jose Youngs. I, want, I wanted to start if this anyone... off with a good positive feel. Let's talk about Mookie Betts now. <laughs> what floor is he on don't open the window yeah dude i haven't even 
Casey, you know, <laughs> I haven't even thought about him oh. since he broke my. You were all there. The two of you were there when he broke my heart in Houston. Yeah, yeah, you didn't stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like three days. And I tried. <laughs> The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're killing me, Smalls. No more baseball talk, especially about Mookie Betts. Imagine a world where you – again, I, I'm not talking All about right. this right now. There's not enough time in the world to talk about Mookie Betts. You know what it's like? It's like if, if, if there's ever like kind of like, kind of like a, a dull point in the A-side, I'll just bring up Mookie Betts, you know, just to kind of bring up the anger. It's kind of like when, you know, you kind of run out of questions for Dana, so you just bring up Bob Arum. So, oh, Bob Arum. Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar Tell the what did Bob? Did you hear what Bob Aram said about Hamza Shemayev? Like that's just SEO gold right there. Really? What did he say? Oh, just she has. Oh, said oh just one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Bob Aram talks Habib Nurmagomedov and Hamza Shemayev would just be SEO gold for Dana White. But I will never ask him that. Nope. All right. Anyway, next. No more. Let me go to the YouTube comments real quick. You got some people. Um. Yeah. The unpredictable questions. Let's get this out of the way. Oh, that's too big. Mm. From Joseph Boza. Uh, Danielle Nickerson came forward with her allegations of domestic violence against her ex-husband, Mike, Mike Perry, with an interview with MMA Junkie. If they are true, what should the UFC do? So, yes, to put this in perspective, uh, not only did they have an interview, apparently they have part of the – I haven't dove into it too much. I don't know if you guys have uh, some some uh, 911 audio uh sound of like the call and what's the most alarming from the 911 call is when Mike Perry is apparently going on this tirade and uh she called uh Danielle Nickerson called someone to come help it was Mike Perry's mom 
that mm-hmm. came. And it was Mike Perry's mom that called 911. So this isn't Danielle's mom. This is Mike Perry's mother is the one that called 911. So it is just shockingly alarming. I don't like, again, I haven't dove into it too much, so I'm not going to try and speak on it like I know everything. But Alex, I will start with you. I don't know if you've read all about it. What do you think the UFC should do if it is true? What do you make of this whole situation? Unfortunately, I don't I don't know if there's a lot the UFC can do unless there's charges filed. You know, if she decides to, I mean, I, I haven't read like the details. I don't know if she went to the police. Obviously, they called 911, but I don't know what came of that phone call. Um, but until like there's charges pressed and there's an, an investigation, like unfortunately, I don't think the UFC can or will do anything. Um, I think it's no secret what the UFC's track record is as far as like these sorts of allegations and things like that. They tend to just kind of disappear after a while and everybody just moves on to the next thing and we just kind of normalize it, you know, and I don't know, I guess I, I don't really see anything manifesting from these allegations. From what I hear, I don't know if how much they've put out, but I would imagine there's going to be multiple reports on this. Like someone, of course, will do more of a deep dive junkie, if not fighting, MMA fighting or someone. But the the, the lid is open for more of this, especially because the, the footage is out there and Danielle is on camera talking about it. Um, I'm sure we're going to have to ask. We will have to ask Dana White at some point, hopefully Saturday or Friday before after Wayne's or after the fights. So. I think based on his response is how we're going to know how the UFC will handle this. But Casey, what do you make of this whole situation? Um, not good. Not good. And I don't expect the UFC uh, and Dana White to do anything about it because they've already booked Mike Perry in a fight, in a big, in a pretty in a pretty big fight against Robbie Lawler. Is it Robbie Lawler? Is, is that official? Yeah. 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 And yeah, so uh, not good. Um, I'm... I'm very disappointed, but not surprised that you no, know, I like you know, I know you have to go through some of the comments and just the very the negativity toward Miss um, uh, Nickerson coming out mm-hmm. with these allegations and um, yeah, it's just uh, disappointing, just just uh, as humanity as a whole. <laughs> um, but um, I really hope the UFC, um, like they said, because after the whole you know punching a drunk, punching an old man at the bar thing incident with Mike Perry a couple months back, I think they said, oh, he's gonna get help and he won't be booked for a fight till he's better. I don't know what is Mike Perry better, and this doesn't seem to be making the situation any better either. So um, I'll just like to I'd like to hear what the UFC if they've actually put Mike Perry in counseling if, if like if they actually do they believe Miss Nickerson are they calling Miss Nickerson are they are they denying what she's saying um so uh I like Mike Perry to come out and talk about what what Danielle said too um yeah uh but right now um this is just a, a bad bad look on bad bad look for the sport the fans um everything um but um i would like to say um good job by miss i think uh, simon from mma junkie that did the interview with miss nickerson and um i saw parts of the interview and it seemed very well done and um i'd like to say uh just thank you for danielle for coming out and speaking publicly about this because i know it's a very tough situation and uh, i i did watch the two minute two or three minute clip where she she explains why she didn't call the police and it's very you know it's, it's very typical of what you hear from uh loved ones who don't want to put their other loved ones in jail you know when to make the situation worse 
But the scary part was um, Danielle was talking about how, you know, Mike Perry was suicidal or talking about suicide after the, I think, Jeff Neal fight. So, um, yeah, I think they really, I think UFC needs to hold off on booking or going through with Lawler versus Perry because it seems a lot of bad stuff. It's because uh, remember we interviewed him before that fight and he, part of the big conversation was he was in a better place the whole time. Because remember he even apologized for get, get, lashing out at me. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Like I was just an angry person. I'm trying to work through my anger and this and that. So it seems like he was saying all the right stuff at the beginning. I obviously none of us have any idea what was going on behind the scenes. But like remember uh, Travis Brown went through something like this where he was accused of domestic violence and the UFC pulled him. He didn't have a fight booked, but that was International Fight Week. So he had a lot of uh, appearances booked at like the fan expo or like the guest fighter, I would imagine, stuff or like the booth outside the fights, taking photos and meeting people and shaking hands. And they pulled him from all that. Mm-hmm. So, but he didn't have a fight. And you know, if he's gonna, if if Mike Perry is gonna fight one person that's not gonna talk about any of this, it's probably Robbie Lawler. He doesn't want to talk about anything though. <laughs> so, but yeah, I would, I would, if I was the UFC, I would really hold back from booking Mike Perry until more information is out. Yes. Yeah. Tristan Gordet, what do you think of McGregor's Twitter reply to a fan that I believed he was up two rounds against a UFC 229 before eventually? being submitted wasn't his exact response like someone says like oh you i can't remember what the tweet was but he said lol ha 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 or something like that it was very absurd but i don't really care if he (laughs) believes he was up two rounds because he lost like you can believe you won two rounds all you want but you still have an l and you're still tapped out it's not like those two rounds were the deciding factor you know what I'm saying? But Alex, what do you think of what do you think when you hear McGregor believes he was up, up two rounds or one two rounds against Habib? I'm going to take a page out of my old friend Robert Whitaker's book here. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> That's funny. Nailed it. That's funny. Nailed it. Nailed it. We'll hear, we, we will hear from Alex after Christmas. Um, that's another inside joke from Robert Whitaker. Uh, Casey, what do you think? When you hear McGregor say he thought he was up too well or believed he was up too well. Cool. Yeah, neat. Cool, cool. story, bro. Yeah. You still lost. Like, yeah, it's like Hey, I hey, you know what? I just think this is this is an argument for open scoring. That's what I think. There you go. <laughs> and we don't need to hear any more about open scoring on the A side. Uh yeah. If if, if, if that was somebody, if that's the confidence that Connor needs to keep himself motivated to to eventually fight Habib again, which is what he wants, then yeah, cool. You won every single second of that round, and you were you were about to finish Habib, and then you slipped on a banana pill, and somehow your jaw got cranked off. You know, unfortunate. You know, so yeah. His foot was a balloon, man. Remember? Yeah, yeah. You had a balloon foot. Yeah. So it's he was drinking all night. He was hungover. He had a balloon foot. This and that. Blah, it, blah, oh, yeah, blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. So um, yeah, whatever whatever makes you feel good, um, Mr. McGregor. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> We can all believe whatever we want to believe. Okay. Do let me look at the YouTube. Oh, let me talk about this real quick. From Danny Belanger, why people don't talk about I Akinta's fight with Khabib? Akinta was quite successful in takedown defense of partly punching. 
This is an oddly worded question, so I'll try to reword it for him. Why do why don't people talk about Ali Quinto's fight with Habib? Ali Quinto was quite successful in takedown defense and partly punching. Let's not forget this fight was what like forty eight hours notice for those yeah. two. Like yeah. Habib was originally supposed to fight Tony, and then he was supposed to fight Max, and then he fought Al, and then he also I get I know he he decided he decided to fight an entire round standing. Because Hav, his coach, was like, what are you doing? Like, take him down. And and they're just, like, laughing and jabbing and punching each other. But, uh, yeah. So, Casey, you were at that fight. I was at that fight. Yeah. This was the famed uh, Dolly fight weekend where Connor threw the Dolly through the window. Uh, why don't people talk about Akinta's fight against Khabib? <laughs> Khabib. Well, um, I, I think um, I think he kind of answered it a little bit in the question by putting air quotes around successful. I mean, right. he went 25 minutes, but I guess that's successful because uh, Habib won every uh, what 24 every, of those minutes. Every second. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm being second. I'm being generous to Al, and we we knew Al. Was, Do you know what one of the scorecards was? I'm assuming 54 to four. I don't know. Like 50, 44, 50, 43, 50, 43, two 50, 43s in that fight. Yeah. So I don't understand. He wasn't successful. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. So I think that's successful. So, um, are we now, are we trying to claim that, um, is now is Gaethje just a much better version of Iaquinta (laughs) in the sense that a wrestler of good takedown D and even more powerful hands. I mean, maybe. So if that in that sense, you know, do we think this is going to be like, I don't know. I'm not sure what this question is. I'm just trying to. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I, have no idea. I mean, Alex, why don't we why don't you talk about Ally Kingston's fight with Habib more? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just yeah. think so much has happened between that fight and now like Conor McGregor versus Khabib kind of just took over all of Habib's history. Like, nobody cares what happened before that, and now we're just talking about Conor Habib yeah. and the future. Sorry, I, I Quinta, like, big fan, but, and hey, you went five rounds, that's amazing, but, like, I, I don't know, it's a little news. <laughs> yeah. I also think uh, Al got dominated, and he's he's won, obviously, some fights. He beat Kevin Lee in a fight, like, that was a beatdown. Like, that was a very, very, very high performance, high-level performance. Uh, five rounds in the last era Fox card. Um, in Milwaukee, Casey, you were in Hawaii for that, and I, you were in beautiful Hawaii, mm-hmm. doing video with Alima, and I was in frigid Milwaukee watching <laughs> Kevin Lee and Ally Quinta. Beautiful and then he also, Milwaukee. Okay, in December fifteenth, um, and then he he got beat down by Cerrone and Dan Hooker, also dominantly in back to back fights. So I just think Habib was one of the last like. We've seen it twice since that Ally yeah. Quinta kind of been dominated. I mean, the Cerrone fight was great, but. Hooker took it to him on a massive card in a co-main event spot. I like, I like the term partly punching, though. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't fully punch. Yeah. He just partly punched. All right. Next question. From Rob Freer. Is the way they're handling the introduction of Michael Chandler giving off Bret Hart, WCW vibes, or just me? Replacement fighter slash special guest ref. Casey, you want to talk about Bret Hart's jump to WCW? Actually, I have no idea. Um, that that was my era where I just didn't care about pro wrestling. So uh, I, I I get what he's talking. I'm kind of getting the vibe though. Um, yeah. Our, overall, I think the UFC is actually doing a terrific job of introducing Michael Chandler to the UFC audience without actually having him fight. 
So um, it's 100%. Just, I mean, he's doing he's doing media. You know, he even has Habib talk, talking trash about him. That was kind of mm-hmm. an I mean, that was kind of that was kind of weird. I thought what Habib said about Chandler, but um, yeah, uh, actually, um, UFC from a promotional standpoint is doing a very good job of um, putting Michael Chandler's name out there. And so when he does officially get booked for a fight, fight, um, I think there's going to be just extra excitement excitement for it. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Alex, what do you think of the UFC's handling of, you don't have to compare it to Bret Hart's <laughs> WCW yeah. vibe, because I'll get into that in a second, but what do you think of the handle of uh, Michael Chandler? Because honestly, like, you and I have covered Michael Chandler at the Chicago cards before. Mm-hmm. And the dude is very well spoken. Like if you're trying to build a brand, he's one of those fighters. You really want to put the machine behind. Uh, but what do you think? How do you think the UFC has been handling his uh, pre debut? I should say. Yeah, I agree. I think it's been pretty successful. I mean, there's no protocol as far as like when you bring over a champion from one promotion, where do they fall in line in the other one? So I guess we just kind of, kind of treat him like he is one of the top fighters already. You know, I, Probably would have thrown him in as backup for Khabib Gagey, but whatever. I think him versus Tony Ferguson, just like he said, would probably be the perfect way to introduce himself to the to the division. Um, so I hope that that fight actually comes to fruition. Um, yeah, I think his he was already kind of one of the names that kind of transcended Bellator, and a lot of mm-hmm. UFC fans knew who Michael Chandler was already, and I think even just more so now. So as far as a mark of success, I say I agree with the UFC. Yeah, they put like he had a virtual media day after Habib Gaethje. Like they all did it together. He was at media day. He's still cutting weight. Uh, he's like he's been on embedded. He did the quarantine stuff. He has great social media presence. Like he has a professional photographer that's around with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he she shares some great footage of him training with his again adopted son from Africa. So just more things to get behind him for. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like the handling of the of Michael Chandler's debut. I think he's not over. He's not what like we're not getting burnt out from the Michael Chandler content. I think the only thing I'm getting a little burnt out of is him saying I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. I think he has to, <laughs> to sink that into every single media scrum or interview he does. But he's been great. I can't. I, I'm I'm highly highly anticipating his used to do debut even more, and I hope it is against Dan Hooker or uh, Tony Ferguson. But. The Bret Hart thing is a little ridiculous because Bret Hart had a 90-day, I think 90 or 60-day no-compete clause after he left WWF at the time. So uh, he had to be a guest referee in a lot of matches. He couldn't actually wrestle uh, because of contractual things. And then once that wrapped, I believe his first feud was with Ric Flair after 60 days. So the more you know. See the, 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 ah, ah, ah. Wait, hold on. Hold so on. The, that's why the replacement fighter slash special guest ref. That's great. I didn't use that sound effect more. 
There you go. I think he was the. I think he ref Sting versus Hogan, if I remember correctly, and he he refed a bunch, but he couldn't actually wrestle for a hot minute. It was either sixteen or ninety days. So what? So what the UFC should have done during the face offs today instead of Dana Dana in the middle. Yeah, should have man. Chandler in the middle. Uh huh. Just saying. But just Casey, saying. Casey, why, that's why, why am I not making the millions of dollars? I'm just, Dude, you got the ideas. I'm man. just giving them away for free. Okay, so you're just the idea man. Dana, Venmo me. Give me some money. Those are good ideas. Oh, Dana free. knows what Venmo is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the question, Rob Freer. Excellent comparison with Bret Hart, too. Uh, okay, this one is for Alex K. Lee, but we'll, we'll talk about it anyway. If the ultimate fight from hardcore casual UFC fan on Twitter. If the Ultimate Fighter did another comeback season, which division and which fighters would you like to see in for a chance at a UFC contract? Oh, man. So comeback season, huh? Which means you have to bring the, – the rules with comeback seasons is they're all ex-UFC fighters trying to make it back to the UFC. So they've done it before. Matt Sarah won, who then famously – at that point in time, the prize was to – it was all current UFC fighters or, or like very recently released UFC fighters. And the prize was a shot at the champion. So Travis Luter won. He would get to fight Anderson Silva. Matt Sarah won. He would get to fight George St. Pierre. Travis Luter, of course, missed weight, so it was a non-title fight. Matt Sarah knocked out George St. Pierre in what I consider the greatest upset in history mixed martial arts. And a knockout in lot – none of us talked about the craziest knockouts in UFC history. Um and then the next one was a lot of ex-UFC fighters. And I believe Jesse Taylor beat Douglas Lima or Diego Lima. One of the Diego, Limas. Diego, not Douglas. Not Douglas. Diego Lima. Yeah. And, and then D, D, correct, right, Diego Lima. And then I believe Jesse Taylor eventually had some USADA issues. It was very reminiscent of the Josh Barnett thing where it was Did like he, he got suspended. For, I don't know off the top of my head, but he hasn't fought. I, he's got released with like a day after. Like a day before his you saw his UFC suspension or something crazy like that. So it was very Josh Barnett uh, reminiscent. So if you could make a comeback season, which division of which fighters would you like to see in it? Casey, I'll start with you because Alex seems to be deep in thought trying to come up with ideas. You know, I don't, I don't think a comeback season works anymore because when they did those original ones, the roster was so much smaller. Super small. And now, yeah, it's just right. it's a, the landscape is very different. So I think. But comeback season, I don't think they have to be out of the UFC. I'm just going to put maybe people who are out of contention. You have a, you have a question, Mr. Young? <laughs> no, I have an idea. It came okay, to my go mind. go for it. Go for it. All of the flyweights that were cut Whoa. come back, and the winner gets a UFC flyweight title fight. That'd be cool. If they're not locked up in contracts. So, like, Shorty Torres, Zach Makovsky, uh who did Shorty just fight? Did Shorty just fight to a draw? With, well, like, you know what I mean. I've got, the, got the, his opponent's name. Right. Um, like a lot of, there's a lot of phenomenal USC flyweights that were cut. So bring them all back. Even throw some current flyweights that are on the, on the, um, cause let's not forget. James Krause is on a UFC win streak and they put him in the ultimate fighter comeback season. Yeah. He was on a win streak and they still made him go on that show. So even a few uh, flyweights that maybe have lost a fight or two. Wait, so wait, just wait, put so a bunch of flyweights. So we're going to have a tough comeback season with a bunch of flyweights. And you didn't mention Demetrius Johnson? Let's get him back. I think he's a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He might be a little busy. Yeah, a little busy. Um, he probably wouldn't come. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds oh, kind of insulting no. to me. Like, yeah. oh, give it another shot with us. Like, <laughs> shut up. We've moved on. <laughs> you want to fight for a title? But how, how are you as a roommate? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's, that's, what, that's what decides who's gonna, who's gonna fight for the title. Are they a good roommate? 
Yeah. How will so and so hold their liquor before yeah. fight night? Shorty, can Gore, they cut weight with cake around? Yeah. No. So uh, you know what? Uh, I hate the idea of an Ultimate Fighter comeback season. Just have dudes fight and um, have me have some sort of freaking tournament. I don't care. Just what? I just don't need to see their sleeping schedule. You know, and and if they wash the dishes. You know. I think Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson would be an awesome pairing for coaches. No, I think that'd just be an awesome fight. I don't care about them sitting on sidelines for But Michael Chandler has months. said, if you watch his media day thing, he's cut weight twelve to- four times in twelve day- in twelve months, and he wants a break. Uh, and Tony Ferguson, uh, like he'll fight today, but I feel like if they put him and Chandler on, the winner gets the number one contender shot. I just think it would help Chandler recover, and I think Tony Ferguson would get to, I don't know. Be on camera a bunch and be crazy, and I just okay. want to see his crazy workouts. <laughs> okay, that would that be entertaining. Okay. TV. I mean, I, yeah. what, did just cut the whole Ultimate Fighter part out and just just have Tony Ferguson working out in, in front of a webcam for about two hours. Okay, a day. that's I think that's all we want, really. So. Deal. <laughs> Tony Ferguson won the Ultimate Fighter, so he knows what it takes. <laughs> Team Brock Lesnar. Uh man. Um. PJ Higgins, why did the Christmas betray your car, Jose? Excellent question, <laughs> PJ. I think it's because I didn't have any crystals in my car. I think that would have to be it, but no, I know that's why. So I was at. So if anyone crystal, obviously crystal related, but if you watch that embedded series, the one like I think it's episode two or three, where Jared is like Jared Kenny is laying all his rocks out in the octagon <laughs> on the beach. I was watching this happen. And he was like, like Walt Harris, Eric Anders, Casey Kenny, Benson Henderson, like they were all just like talking. And Jared Cannonier was just doing his thing in the octagon, just like meditating with all those rocks around him. And I was like, I love everything about this because everyone has like, whether they believe it or not, has just like accepted that this is Jared. Like he's just in the zone right now and they're just letting him do his thing. And it was very, it was very interesting. It was a clash of stuff. It was just a clash of images with like all these uh, fighters on the beach and then Jared just in the zone with his rocks. Just a man in his rocks. Just a man in his rocks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for the um, inflammatory question, PJ Higgins. (laughs) I appreciate that. Something tells me you would sell me some excellent. Uh, payroll system. <laughs> From James G, should Jessica Andrade get an immediate title shot at 125 after Maya or fight one more? So, yes, Jessica Andrade uh, finished Kalanchu Kagan, who I believe was still the number one ranked women's flyweight in the world. Uh, she called for a title shot, said she would be ready just in case Jennifer Maya doesn't make it. Uh, and also volunteered to go up to 145 if Felicia, if not Felicia, like Megan Anderson can't make. She's just down to fight. Uh, but Alex, if you are the UFC, do you ask Jessica Andrade to fight one more time or do you give the title shot to Andrade after Maya? The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. 
This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doom Bay fight here in the US, so make sure you don't miss it.